0: Welcome, and thank you for listening to Spanglish with DALE. Today, you are listening to...
1: Richie Rich. Roxana.
0: And Robbie from Lincoln Park (laughs) Campus. This podcast is brought to you by DALE, the DePaul Alliance for Latinx Empowerment. DALE empowers Latinx students at DePaul through the social, political, academic, and professional awareness of its members. And although it is Latinx-based, it is not Latinx-exclusive. For any questions or suggestions regarding DALE, email president Robbie Merkel at depaul.dale at gmail.com.
1: Thank you for tuning in. We're doing something new and exciting with this program and looking to be very involved with our DALI members with TV schedules. We are by with the program and will speak on our weekly topics and to give cultural commentary.
2: The past couple of weeks we talked about the challenges that Latinas face in the corporate world and challenges LGBTQ plus people face in the Latinx community. Before we get into that, we would like to talk about what we have going on here on Dahle. We will be having our Spring Quarter Retreat during Memorial Day weekend on May 25th. Please reach out and register with us. Bring food, friends, and your swimsuits.
0: Awesome. Thank you for that, Roxana. And for new listeners here, I would just like to explain what Latinx means. It is a newer term that is growing exponentially, and the way we use it is to be more inclusive in the community for people that identify as non-binary. It is also a way to remove the gender rule that is so heavily male-centered in our culture. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with our two topics.
2: Um, for our first topic, we'll be discussing Latinx women in the business world or like corporate. And so, what we started off with our general bodying, one of was like top five, and one of them that stuck out to me that challenges that Latinx women face is the fact that they're constantly feeling pressure from their workplace and from their family. So, I don't know, as, like, a Latina myself and also someone that's going into business, I can high-key relate to this, like, very well because, mm-hmm. like, I want to succeed in the business world, you know? I'm not coming into Paul getting a degree for no reason, but also, like, my parents also have, like, their traditional kind of thing, you know? So, it's, I can, like, account to that and say that it's true. And then also, where would be, like, the workplace, you know? We have, there is a lot of things that the workplace tells you you can and can't do, And also, as a woman, it's kind of, you have a lot more options, so you always have to know which of your options are appropriate, whereas, like, a man, you can just go in with, like, a button-up and some nice pants, and then you're good, you know? And so, yeah, the world's changing. More Latino women are going into this, and I don't know. Do you guys think there's a struggle? I don't know. You guys are guys, so...
0: I mean, as men, we can't really, like, speak on it, which is, you know, kind of good why, you know, you're presenting this because, you know, you are a Latina woman, you know, looking to go into corporate America. Mm -hmm. But I do see that struggle why Latinx women might feel that they're being held back by, you know, family standards uh, and don't really feel like they're able to pursue their career. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's, there's also like the double standard
1: of sometimes where uh, you're the parent and, or like, if you know it's your mom, mm-hmm. particularly like both of my parents uh, were raised by single mothers. So, oh, okay. you know, they got to be the breadwinner, but they also got to be the mom mm-hmm. and they also got to be the leader. Yeah. And I think, you know, in a lot of Latin families, mm-hmm. you know, it's always the grandma who's the leader. Um, but, there's not always that necessary respect for the leader.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, like in my family, it was my dad who was a breadwinner. My mom never had a job, so it's kind of like for me, I never had like a Latina to look up to. So it's kind of like, and also like the whole struggle of moving out of state and coming to the Paul was also hard because my parents are like, no, we want you to stay home. We don't want you to leave. We we want you to like. Not dorm, we want you to commute every single day and so that way we can keep you at home. And it's just like, oh, well, like, I want to go to DePaul. They have a good business program. Mm-hmm. It's in Chicago. I can get for some, like, dope internships or something, you know? There's a lot more possibilities here. And, like, they understood that. And it took us, like, a while for me to convince them to let me come here. Mm-hmm. And also, like, my dad, he, this was where he started his whole life in America also. So he was like, yeah, let's see where she goes because it took me far to himself. So
0: And something else that isn't really brought up is like the difference in wages between yes. Latinx women and the average white male mm-hmm. because for every dollar a white male earns uh, a Latinx woman earns 54 cents yes to that dollar mm-hmm. and that's something that really needs to be changed yeah. and you know i was raised by a single mother as well and you know the reason why I kind of became a feminist was because of that. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I still am a feminist is because I want to continue to advocate or use whatever privilege Mm -hmm. or voice that I have to uplift single mothers, because those are the mothers who, you know, really do everything that they can to provide for their children Mm -hmm. or other family members. And I feel like that's one of the barriers that stands out the most to me Mm -hmm. when it comes to Latinx women in the workforce.
2: Yeah, and you always hear about the woman earning 77 cents. That to a male's dollar, that's the white woman ratio, man. Right. Like it took me forever to learn about how much like Latina and Black women are being paid much less than the than the white woman, and I was like, oh, so this is what white feminism is. So like that's a totally different right. topic, but so it's like I had a lot of friends and they were all white and they always talked about seventy seven cents, and I'm like, what about the like the fifty four like? We
0: also need to take an account um undocumented undocumented folk because yes. they are taken advantage of when mm-hmm. it comes to paying wages yeah. and they are paid way less than you know the legal amount mm-hmm. and that's something that is also accounted for Latinx women because you know undocumented Latinx women uh, you know they although it's not a large proportion of the Latinx community it you know it is significant yeah, and that's the reason why you know the dollar difference is so mm-hmm. large but I'm really happy that we got to talk about this. Um, Our treasurer, Emilio Guzman, uh, thought that this was important as someone who is looking to go into this field. And something that we also discussed was um, the presentation of Latinx women when it comes to them kind of like being immersed into Mm -hmm. such a white male-dominated uh, Industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, y'all brought up uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, yeah, like representative thought... yeah. for the Bronx and mm-hmm. Queens. Um, did you want to?
2: Yeah. So I thought of her because, I don't know, I think she's really cool. Like, have you seen the whole Netflix documentary? Yeah. Watch it. Like. What's it called? Uh, I think it's Taking Back the House or something. I yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay, what it's I'll check called. check it. But, like. Yeah, she, earlier this year, she raised a whole bunch of controversy about her red lips and like gold hoops. And she was like, she was like, yeah, you know, like I understand, she was like, I understand that women like should take neutral turns, but like, this is what like a Bronx woman like normally goes by. Mm-hmm. And so like to quote her, she said, next time someone tells Bronx girls to take off their hoops, they can just say they're dressing like a Congresswoman. And honestly, like that's hella empowering, man. And so this is a quote taken from her Twitter, which was cited in Teen Vogue by Roberta Gorin Paraca. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was like, it was amazing. Granted, the right were like kind of upset about this or like it's not really iconic to be wearing red hoops or like, I Mm -hmm. mean, red lip or like a gold hoop. But I'm like, that's kind of like a Latina staple. And like Congress tries to like neutral that, you know. And so it's just like, we got to get representation because representation doesn't matter,
0: you know. And she also received backlash for code switching, for speaking mm-hmm. like a quote-unquote, like, Latinx, not, you know, like, speaking... like, or like
2: uneducated, form. as form.
0: Yeah, and she received a lot of backlash from that, mm-hmm. and I was kind of shocked. But, you know, going through her Twitter, at uh, symbol AOC, mm-hmm. I mean, she just... Spits so much truth yeah. and facts, and I really look up mm-hmm. to her as a Latinx. Yeah, and she's that's getting all... work done. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: let's be honest, doesn't matter how she talks, how she presents herself, she's getting work done, and I think that should be the highest thing that should be looked at when it's a Latinx woman at her job. You know, is she getting her job done? Does it? Matter? Does her appearance imp- like prevent her from doing that? Mm-hmm. No. So like, let the girl like keep on you know, hustling. She's living life.
0: Right. And that's on period love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And (laughs) Um, so that's all we have today for our first topic. Uh, We will then be talking about LGBTQ issues within the Latinx community. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Alright, welcome back. For our second topic, we will be discussing LGBTQ issues within the Latinx community. And I wanted to touch on this subject during our most recent uh, general body meeting is because LGBTQ, LGBTQ folk within the Latinx community have made strides towards equality, but they still have so much work to do within our own communities to increase not only acceptance, but awareness of the community, and for first and second ger- generation Latinx, there's this huge like emphasis and importance in keeping close ties and bonds with family members, and keeping these relationships strong can be you know critical to an individual's identity, especially as someone uh, within the Latinx community. Because I know like you know, family to me everything. Mm -hmm. I know, I mean, I'm sure it's the same with y'all. You know, like, my family, my ride or die, my number one supporters have been there for me through everything. And, you know, it's good to talk about these issues because people within the Latinx community who are LGBTQ, who identify as LGBTQ, um, you know, fear that they might lose that support system in fear of being, you know, who they are. And some, in most cases, only come out to just one or two family members due to the sensitivity of the topic. And even if they don't come out to one or two family members, they have to internalize Mm -hmm. the way that they're feeling. And they have, you know, it's kind of like a double life, if you must. And, you know, I can only imagine how hard... That must be. Yeah. And especially, you know, when only 34% of LGBTQ Latinx received counseling this past year, according to the Human Rights Campaign, which is a well-known foundation that uh, continues to fight for the rights of LGBTQ folk. And... A question that I brought up during our discussion was, like, do we think machismo and marianismo plays into, like, the lack of acceptance of LGBTQ folk within the Latinx community?
2: I personally think it does. Like, like I brought up also in general body, I said that, like, there was a lot, a lot of things that I wanted to do when I was younger, but, like, I wanted to do karate, like, really badly. And my dad was like, no, that's for guys. And mm-hmm. I was just like, and so that emphasized, like, gender norms. And I'm like, oh, but does it really, like... And it's just, like, it kind of destroys your, like like, comfort with your family, you know? Like, you're limited mm-hmm. by them, and they're the ones that are keeping, like, supposed to support you. Now, like, it's not the struggle anymore, but, like, still, it's, like, simple things like that. It's so like, oof. Like, can like, I don't know. It's just, like, simple things like that.
0: Right. So. And, you know, most people within their families, whether, you know, they don't accept people who are or who identify as LGBTQ, Um, they might just be, you know, straight up homophobic just for no reason because they're being hateful. But Mm -hmm. some might even cite the Bible or use religion as an excuse not to accept LGBTQ folk within our own community. And they might say, you know, this is not acceptable. Homosexuality is a sin. And so, like, how do we, like, go about, like, talking about these issues without discounting, faith or faith traditions. Cause personally the way I read the Bible, because I'm a non-denominational Christian, mm-hmm. and I firmly believe that the that God is accepting of everyone and that in the end that God is forgiving. And even if you know um it is seen as a uh, unacceptable in the church or within your family members. There are other like, you know, faith interpretations of the Bible or just of any religion in, in general. And there's different support groups that you can go to to make sure that you feel accepted and where, you know, you don't feel alienated. And that's something that a lot of people in the LGBTQ community, um, that's why they often kind of leave faith because they think, you know, oh, I don't have a place here. You know, I don't have, you know, people here who accept me for who I am, who don't let me love, you know, who I love. yeah, And it's a reason why, you know, the church, some churches might be alienating mm-hmm. um people within the LGBTQ community, especially those that are Latinx. And Richie found this really great piece on. Uh, where was it on?
1: Yeah, I found this on Oi. It's a you know
0: Chicago-based
1: newspaper owned by the, the Tribune. Um, I'm gonna read to you a little bit um, from. un contexto de años una niña. Y pues hoy este fin de semana fue el día de las madres se celebra el 10 de mayo también se celebró el segundo mayo el segundo domingo. Um, so let me pull up a quote. Um, eh, Todo ha valido la pena, considera Erika. ¿Quién fue la que cargó a su hija en su vientre? Tanto para ella como para el lice, este Día de las Madres representa más que una celebración. Es una muestra de su lucha contra las estigmas, discriminación y el odio que aún existe, especialmente entre la comunidad latina contra los homosexuales. Nos sentimos bendicidas y con suerte porque sabemos que no todas las parejas LGBTQ tienen el apoyo de sus familias. Estamos a Guerrillos, expicoliset, la madre de no, expicoliset,
0: la una pareja. And so, how do you like interpret that quote? Uh,
1: for me, um, I think it's, um I, I took it like, you know, they know that. They're not, it's not common for LGBTQ people to be embraced in the land community. And, you know, she says, we feel lucky to have support. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something that many straight couples, they don't have to rely on, they don't need to rely on luck when they go to their parents and say, I have a child with, you know, with my
0: spouse. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like that's just really inspiring to, you know, see a lesbian couple who is able to have a child and, you know, be able to raise a daughter and, you know, eventually teach a daughter to be accepting of all people, because Mm -hmm. that's a narrative that really uh, we need to start pushing within our own community. And... I think as generations go by and as more and more Latinx folk become more accepting of people no matter their backgrounds, their sexual orientation, race, um, different ability and so on, I know that as long as we continue having these dialogues that we can strive for more equality within our community. more visibility of lgbtq folk within the latinx community so thank you for listening to these topics we really appreciate you listening and we hope you appreciate our takes on these topics as well and next up we will be talking about some things going on within the culture some current events so stick around All right, welcome back. So now we will be discussing some current cultural topics going on. Richie? Right, of course.
1: I know you've been waiting for this story. I've been waiting since it came out. Wendy's spicy nuggets might just come (laughs) back. Okay, I've been waiting for it. Roxanne has been waiting for it. I have not. (laughs) Robbie's
0: been waiting for it. Please tell the viewers you've been waiting for it, Robbie. I am a huge fan of Wendy's chicken nuggets, especially... There's spicy chicken nuggets. The now, spicy nuggets
1: were amazing, and then they went
0: away for no reason, right? Hey, but, but, this is not a paid endorsement. You know, of course this not. is just you know, facts. Wendy's has the best chicken nuggets.
2: Chicken nuggets don't even look like chicken.
0: Anyway, Anyway, oh <laughs> back to what we were talking about. Is it, <laughs> it
1: came back from an unlikely source. Maybe um, I don't know if you've seen the tweet um, by Chance the Rapper. Uh, Positive affirmations for today. I will have a good day. I will succeed today. Wendy's will bring back spicy nuggets. And at some point, please, 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 Lord, let it
0: be today. And chance of his wish came true. And Wendy's will be bringing back their spicy chicken nuggets. Yeah, they said,
1: um, y'all keep asking us this question. If, you know, this tweet gets up to 2 million uh, likes, we'll bring them back. And, of course... Everybody wanted to be back, mm-hmm. um, what was it, a day and a half? They got to two million likes.
0: Yeah. And so the next current cultural topic, uh, President J.B. Pritzker has introduced...
2: President. Governor... Did I say president? <laughs> you said president. Well,
0: <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day he'll be president. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker introduced uh, a plan to... Uh, was it the General Assembly or Illinois? No, it's
1: passed. Um, they they look for twenty twenty, um, for, to legalize marijuana. Damn, awesome until twenty twenty. Well, yeah, yeah um, it takes a while for it. You know. I know that's
2: the shocking about you guys here in Illinois. You guys are more liberal, and Michigan already legalized. Oh, it. for real? Yeah, that's what's tripping me up, man.
1: Yeah, is from uh
0: somewhere in mm- Wisconsin. Michigan, God- Michigan. <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> I was gonna say Wisconsin. Go blue. <laughs> And our next topic, a huge congratulations to Giselle Cervantes on becoming the first Latina president of the Student Government Association. Richie, Shout out. Yeah, Richie had the opportunity for uh, doing an interview with her. On yeah, I talked to
1: her on, on our Friday on Friday show on the radio the Paul Sports called Que Paso. Um, we interviewed her in English, a um, little change-up. You usually do the entire show in Spanish but you know of course if she's the first Latina president this is something that matters we're going to go out of our way to accommodate and it was so nice to uh, talk to her we were, she said we were the first student media to talk to her um we interviewed her like her plans on such as uh providing uh free female hygiene products um also more growth for latinx organizations such as us in tepeyac and other fraternities mm-hmm. and I'm excited for the plans that she has and see how they roll out.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's great to have someone who represents us culturally, and I'm really looking forward to what her and her VP, uh, Landon, have to do, you know? Yeah.
1: Are going to accomplish.
0: Another big thing
1: we had this week was, of course...
2: the point you, Okay, the Met Gala. <laughs> I was so excited, first of all, because my man, Harry Styles, was co-chair, so, you know. All
0: right, girl, but we're not going to give him all the credit because okay, hot, he was okay. very... Can you describe uh, his
1: uh, look for anybody that didn't go? It or was camp. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> he was camp. But, um, for those honestly, who
0: don't know, Yeah, <laughs> is, camp, please. Camp is, like, over-the-top outrageous, But it's you know, doing it but flawlessly, also, like effortlessly. You know, including, you know, some sort of elegance to it.
2: Yeah, like, your intention is not to go over the top. It's just, it happened. So you embrace it. Yeah. It's kind of, like, um, admiring and, like, appreciating the unnatural, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Besides so, your yeah. favorite, you know, besides Harry Styles, who was your Man, favorite look?
2: Honestly, there were a lot of really good looks, but, like, just Gaga's show. I know everyone talks about it, but, oh, oh my gosh, she... She, yeah oh my gosh like that was a
0: yeah yeah homegirl killed it yeah, she and, did. and like cardi b oh talk about that train <laughs> i mean she's clearly taking notes from rihanna's train took, uh, did you know it took 35
2: the, birds feathers like birds from 35 birds feathers from 35 birds to do that that's, that's crazy. gonna have yeah. animal rights activists <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. they, she would have got attacked for it so you know
0: okay well thank you for tuning in to our second episode. Again, if you have any suggestions or recommendations for our podcast, feel free to reach out to us at depaul.dale at gmail.com. Just some announcements about some events we will be having in the future. Um, We will be having a churro sale on May May 22nd in the Lincoln Park Student Center from 5 to 8 p.m. Feel free to come out by a churro. They will be delicious, and we will be having complimentary chocolate sauce. And just a shout out to all the mothers. We know Mother's Day has passed, but you know, we just want to say a huge thank you to all the moms out there who support us and are there for us no matter what.
2: And all the older sisters who had to be second mothers. We see you girls.
0: Period. <laughs> and signing off, this is Robbie.
1: Richarito Chicharito. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> and I'm Roxana. All right, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next episode. (laughs)